I feel like the gun controls the community and the society as to like, you know, peer pressure, influence. Yeah. So I feel like it's like gun violence is controlling. This is the Keeping It Real podcast. In this podcast, teenagers from an evening program run by the Police Athletic League of New York City talk about gun violence and how it affects their lives and communities. This is episode one, Guns, Violence, and Community. Okay, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about gun violence. So why do you guys think we should be talking about gun violence? Like, why do you guys think this is important to talk about? I feel like it's a very difficult question. There's a lot of gun violence around, especially in America, where we are right now. And compared to other places, I feel like this is one of the worst things that we're going through right now. Gun violence in like every corner. I feel like if you see younger people talking about it, then there's clearly an issue. It shouldn't just be us. It should be everybody talking about it, you know? To add on, I also want to say that, like, talking about gun violence can, like, uplift people in some way. Not, like, in a bad way, but it can uplift people that, like, don't think that the situation is, like, so... Like, it's not enough awareness about the situation. So the fact that there's, like, younger people talking about the situation and ways to change it, I feel like that's, like, beneficial to our society. I feel like I also... um comes from where do you live in society so and it could be anywhere in the world it doesn't have to be you know uh like you know california new york florida uh it 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 really depends on like you know how the community really acts around you know friends family neighbors so i feel like you know the community has a big impact on like, you know, just kids wanting to have guns or just, you know, create those bad habits that nobody wants to see at all. Also, as like teenagers, you know, it really not only affects us, but it affects the people around us. I do have a love-hate relationship with living in Harlem, but more so on the love side. One thing I like about living in Harlem is like everything is close together. And like, honestly, if you stay in a certain area for a long time, you get to know everyone in your community. And it's just like a nice place to live because you just have so many connections. I'm saying one thing I like about my neighborhood is, yeah, once again, like I'm from, you know what I'm saying? Once you get older and everything, people know you a lot. And, we get to come together, you know what I'm saying? Like 4th of July, we'll be really on um, with the fireworks and everything. We got cookouts, everything. Yeah, we just should be having a good time. But at the same time, the downside of living in Harlem is like just how many people is around and how interconnected everyone is, which is like, it, sometimes it does kind of feel small. I feel like it's a it's an advantage to knowing everybody around you, but there's also a disadvantage because personally, I know a couple people who I grew up with, who I went to school with, who are in gangs now and who do a lot of terrible stuff that I know I don't want my brother doing. So going out in the streets, seeing them on a daily basis, it's kind of like, what if he remembers me? And then it's like, what if he tries to get close to me? So I feel like it's sort of, I don't really know how to explain it. I just don't like the fact that 
they went that route. And now I am also suffering the consequences for them too. I feel like the community affects me because I have a lot of siblings and it's hard to think about if they're going to be safe if they go outside because it's a lot of crazy people that do stupid things. Like over by my school, some guy was hitting people in the head with hammers, just random people. And it's just like, it's, it's like, like, why? I feel like gun violence traumatizes our youth. Gun violence puts some kids in positions. They don't know that they're stepping into this position. They're just so affected and traumatized. It causes them to react. One time, when I was younger, a long time ago, I was young. I don't remember how old I was, but I know it was like a couple years ago. I was at the basketball court. And then people that I know, some of them are against some of them are not. Nah, I don't know. I don't pay attention. All I know is that I'm cool with them. So one day I was at the basketball court and they sitting down. And then I come over and one of the person that I know, somebody that I don't know is sitting next to him. He got a ski on, a vest on. He's playing with a like a revolver type of gun. I moved immediately. How did that make you feel? Actually, surprisingly, I didn't panic. Because I feel safe on my block. Everybody know me from aunts to uncles to neighbors. So I'm always good. When you got God on your side, you good. So I just walked away from him because I don't know what he was going to do. I have a cousin who likes to party, drink, you know, smoke, all that so-called quote-unquote fun stuff. And I guess he was doing so much of it and he went into the wrong crowd and he ended up getting shot like three times. And so, you know, my father was talking to him saying like, you know, you need to change, you need to get out of that. But he was so accustomed to being in it, you know, being with the people, I guess he calls his friends. And so he continued to do that. And he still does. So He's alive, right? Yeah. But I guess he thinks that he has like nine lives. So, you know, he doesn't really want to change because I guess something about having an image or a reputation is what is making him stay. Um, somebody I know got locked up because of the people he surrounded himself with. His mom moved him out of the area that they used to live in so that he didn't have to be in that situation or anything like that. And he continues to go back because he's like, oh, but those are my friends. Like, I knew them for so long. He continues to go back and it put him, like, he literally got arrested for something he didn't do. And it's like, mad people do that. Because it's like, oh, I used to live there. I'm gonna keep, like, yeah, you could keep going back, but why are you still hanging out with people that you know is not good for you? I've noticed, like, in the past summer, they have been very influenced by a particular person who has no well-being for them, doesn't think about them, and is just influencing them in the wrong way. They're smoking a lot more, acting very foolish, you know, just going down the wrong path. And I've had had a conversation with this person, and, like, I told him, like, hey, are you going to, like, you know, boost your grades up? Are you going to do good in school? Are you going to stop? you know, smoking, you know, just like calming down a bit. And they told me, yeah, like, I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to do better. 
then come to find out they let this one person change them so much that they're not them anymore. There's someone completely different and it's affecting them and it's affecting their whole lifestyle. And that's what society is doing. Certain people mess other people up. Like that's going to ruin your career. You have goals in your life that you're trying to pursue and they're not doing anything in their life. So why would you hang out with people that's going to ruin your future? We're only a child for 19 years and we have the rest of our life to do other things. So it's like you're trying to ruin something for short term when there's a long term, you know. And it also like just impacts their families or like anyone they know because it's like the amount of people that I know or like not really know, no, but like just seen like around a block or whatever and I know has like passed away due to gun violence or like has a lifelong injury due to gun violence is like insane. I feel like gun violence is like more than just actual violence or like physical violence. I feel like it's like mental violence too because you got a gun, you got a person and you know, it takes one another to use it. But I feel like the gun controls the community and the society as to like, you know, peer pressure, influence. Yeah. So I feel like it's like gun violence is controlling. I feel like gun violence is connected to other forms of violence because like I've all violence is really connected. So once you think of violence, you think of literally all the violences that go around the society. So with gun violence, like there can be things that influence you to the gun violence, not just the gun violence itself, because when you really think about it, you just don't buy a gun just to buy a gun. Like you are influenced to buy the gun. That's how it works. And I feel like it can be from, you know, domestic violence. It could be from, you know, your inner state of mind. It could be from anything really. So, yeah. I feel like it controls the society and the community and everybody around. It starts off with one person that's influencing somebody else. And I guess, well, nowadays it became a trend to if you got a gun or they call it knocker or whatever, if you got that, then you cool. Like, you know, and I feel like in gangs, you know, you know, there's higher ups that are like telling them, oh, you got to have this for protection because, you know, they got people that want to kill them. And it's like, if you're trying to kill me, I'm not going to let that happen. So I got to have a gun, you know? One of the biggest roles on why a lot of people do use guns and stuff to like scare other people off. Because it also does give them a name, especially like in their neighborhood or like just the area in general. If like a lot of people know that you have guns and stuff to protect yourself and you're willing to use it at any time at any place, then they feel like protected by knowing that most likely no one's going to actually try anything on them. So it's also like a fear mechanism, if that makes sense. I feel like, but it's also... um, based off of self-image. I agree with you. I feel like, I really like what you said back there. All violence is connected. I feel like, for example, if you were to get in a fight with somebody and you lose, right? You're going to, and it's a serious, serious fight. You lose. You fear for your life. The person's still threatening you. What are you going to do? You're going to get something for protection. That leads to guns. And then after that, it leads to going back and forth, threatening each other with guns. So, so and no matter what point you are in violence, for some reason, it's going to lead up to God's violence. Um, one, 
should be um, a trend to carry a firearm to make to make yourself look cool, and also people who have been in situations where they needed a firearm, so they carry it just so they don't have to be in that high safety predicament. And also, gang beef. Beef can be one of them too, yeah. And sometimes it could be beef from way long ago and that just keep going and going because of the bodies that's dropping. So basically, retaliation. I don't think it's like really gonna stop because people don't keep using guns and stuff. Why I think it's hard to prevent it or stop it or, or change it? I feel like it's hard to prevent or change gun violence because once gun violence, like, it's like once it happens, it already happens. Like once somebody, once blood is shed, it's hard for like people to get brought back together. For me, a lot of people, it's like, it just don't ends. They go back and forth. They'll go kill each other. It's just like a lot of, it's unstopped killing that's going on. For me. And people wouldn't want to talk talk it out or it's like um it's like an endless cycle so you know we don't really know how it starts but when it becomes like gangs and everything you know you kill one of my guys and then I'm gonna come back for another one and it's just an endless cycle of left right left right left right until like you feel like you wanna avenge your family your friends but like at the same time like I feel like it'll hurt you inside just coming back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because the only thing you're getting out of this is you're losing someone and you feel like even though you avenged them, you're still griefing as, you know, like a person. So I feel like there's no, I feel like to me, there's no like end to it. I feel like we should talk about this well because there's people that might not think that they, well, like people that think that they have to follow the crowd and, you know, wear a voice to let them know that they don't got to do that. You don't got to pick up a gun or you don't even have to like be around those type of people. You can change. You don't have to follow the crowd, I guess. We might just wrap it up for today. I mean, (laughs) this was a good podcast. I liked it. Yeah, thank everybody for listening, man. Feel me? I hope y'all take away something from the conversation. Yes. I agree. Hey guys, my name is Shane. My name is KL. My name is Jacob. My name is Lamel. My name is Debbie. My name is Jerome. What's up? It's your boy Jim. Hey guys, my name is Eliza. I'm Natalia. I'm Simona. It's your boy Kalechi. <laughs> my name is Sharia. Keeping It Real is a co-production of the Police Athletic League of New York City and Citizen Race Car. The stories in it were recorded by M. Lowinger and organized and edited by David Hoffman. Post-production and original music by Jose Miguel Baez. It was made possible through funding from the New York City District Attorney's Office as part of DANY's Gun Violence Initiative. This is the culmination of a program led by Ian Hoke and Wendy Beltre. Special thanks to PAL Harlem Center and Youth Link staff. New York City Department of Youth and Community Development, Tara Brazano and Meredith Gray. I feel like we should keep the laughs. It keeps um. It keeps entertaining. Yeah. Personality. Yeah. Personality. Well, we can keep the laughs. There's gonna be some we can.
Yeah, yeah. we can't laugh when we're talking about. Um, we just gotta like group laugh. Yeah, like how yeah. I said when the guy got hit in the head with a hammer and y'all started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been me. Because of the way I thought of it. You know how, like, you know, whack a mole? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was walking around. That's exactly what he's doing. But like with the actual real life hammer? Yes. Are y'all gonna speak? 